Thompson. On today's show, we have Munesh from Barfoot & Thompson Mungary to chat about the South Auckland investment market and we check in with the General Manager of the Auckland Property Investors Association to find out how their organisation helps investors. Welcome back to Property Matters. Now, if you've just tuned in for the first time, you can listen live each week on Planet FM 104.6 FM, or feel free to download our podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or check us out at barfoot.co.nz forward slash property matters. Now, I'm delighted to be joined by the, well, not so new now, I keep saying new branch manager, but he's been in place for a little while, um, Munesh, who is coming from our Mangari branch. Welcome to the show. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm good. Look, it's great to have you here. And we're wanting to talk a little bit about that South Auckland space today. But first of all, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and the journey that led up to this role as branch manager of this new branch for Barfoot & Thompson. Great. Yeah, thank you for giving me this opportunity. Well, uh, to start with, I came to New Zealand in 2003 with a very young family in search of work life balance. And prior to coming to New Zealand, uh, I had substantial experience in business development, brand building, organizing events, sales, and I've done even door-to-door fundraising also for a company. So it was with a diverse range of industries in Southeast Asia I had worked. And in New Zealand, I have worked for more than a decade for Ministry of Social Development into migrant settlement and employment area. So I was based in Three Kings at Migrant migrant Center, they used to call them, yes. I've been there for more than a decade. And in 2015, I started my real estate career and established a multi-award winning team in Southeast Auckland and sold close to 300 properties uh, in wow. six years, which, which average out to one property a week, yeah. I love it that you said you came to New Zealand in search of a work-life balance, but... Uh, nothing you said there sounds like you will be balancing work and life. You've come into a very busy industry. What is it about real estate that you love so much? Well, uh, real estate kind of, it provides a path to financial freedom. It gives you a very flexible schedule and the kind of personal fulfillment to helping families own their home. And trust me, very few careers in this world can offer this much. Selling real estate is the best way to meet new people and express yourself. This industry has given me a lot. So that's why I love this industry. The beautiful answer. Now, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges facing those wanting to sell their homes in this current market? Well, this current market, uh, when selling a home, obviously uh, the goal for a seller is to make as much profit as possible. But looking at the current market, we have the combination of a sharply increasing, uh, rising interest rate and drop in sales activity. So it's very critical, very crucial to get your listing price right. So listing price when selling a home is going to be the crucial step in the process. If listed at too high of a price, it could keep potential buyer away. So it is important to know what is happening in your local market. Uh, uh, so you need to study the market and price your 
property accordingly. The best way around this challenge would be to work with a mortgage broker or a real estate team from Barfoot and Thompson. So who know them, you know, who can help you in the entire process. Yeah. We talk a lot on the show about always using the professionals around you. You know, they, they've been there, they've done that, they've made the mistakes, they've learned from it, they've got the facts, use the professionals. How are your agents adapting to this ever-changing market? Mm, good question. Last year, we saw kind of, you know, we saw a record-setting pace of the pandemic fueled real estate market. It has never happened before. I had never seen in my lifespan. That means that many agents have never worked in a normal market at demand, you know, demand was more than supply in that particular time. In today's real estate escape, customers expect that their agent to deliver personalized experience. So if you're not up to date with the latest trend technologies, the only thing you will be doing is wasting your time and your customer's time and even my time. So I tell my agents, you know, go for giving, delighting the customer, give great customer service and everything else will take place. Absolutely. Is it still a good time to have a career in real estate? Well, uh, starting a new career is a very personal decision. Uh, when I started my career, the market was not that great, but there was a reason why I wanted to get into real estate. I wanted financial freedom for my family. So if you're looking for work-life balance is one of the reasons why you are exploring this career, I would say no. There is no work-life balance in this industry. However, once you build a team, you can plan and, you know, work around your team and take time off. Uh, so I'll, most important, you should consider your personal and family life, independent of professional opinion about the market. Before you dive into real estate, the key thing is uh, you will have time for family and leisure. You need to find that out. Are you financially ready to make the leap? Like I've hired many agents. They say, oh, Six months, no problem. We will sort ourselves out. In the second month, if they don't make a sale, they end up picking up a part-time hustle. And all the, you know, all the traction goes away from real estate. So, uh, and some people are not made to be their own boss. So, you know, yeah. you need to have that discipline and routine. Real estate is good for only those who can or want to work hard. And what's your role as branch manager when it comes to mentoring that's the staff? Well, Stephen, I am both mentor and coach to my team as most of the agents here in Maori are brand new to real estate. So I offer, uh, I offer suggestion and guide them how to, how they can, how they can be successful. They, how they need to, what they need to do to achieve the top level in real estate. I help them direct the way they need to advertise, how they can source lead and approach their business. Uh, there's a large, uh, large personal and professional overlapping takes place uh, at my workplace right now. And as a coach, I listen to them and then provide the next step on what they can do to be more efficient. So it's more like a family kind of thing and I'm enjoying it, yes. That's brilliant. Now your branch is starting up the property management side of the business now, obviously you had to get the sales up and running first, but now you're going to look after rentals in your local area. What is Mangari and the surrounding area like from an investment opportunity point of view? 
Well, Mangri offers an excellent lifestyle opportunity for people at all stages of life, uh, from young professional to families and retirees. It's home to great school, parks and playground. And recently a very improved cycleway and walkways have taken place. And the most important, Mangri Mountain, it's home to Mangri Mountain. So, which is undergoing a major restoration right now. All of this is located just 20 minutes away from the Auckland city center. And it is also conveniently located close to several major hubs, uh, employment hub, if you see, uh, Auckland Airport, Middlemore Hospital. So where in Auckland an investor is going to get all these positives in one suburb? Mm. Mangri is a hot investment for land bankers as well as developers because of the recent changes in the council building rules. So a lot of, lot of big size sections are still available in Mangri. Yeah, lots of potential there too. You're right. Those big, you know, the airport and the hospital, two great places where people actually like to live, rent close to where they're working. They're doing long shifts at strange hours. They want to be close. So perfect investment opportunity there. What are you looking forward to when it comes to managing the rental side? of the business and rental properties. We look forward to offering property management with peace of mind. Mangri landlords finally have the assurance that the residential property is professionally cared for and you have been paid on time every time at the best rental return without the time commitment of unreliability. So that's a big advantage we're getting into this space. Why do you see it important that people choose a local agent? So someone, for example, from your Barfoot and Thompson team to manage their investment. What, what's the key thing about local? I think the key reason would be choosing us to manage your property means making the most out of your investment portfolio without the hassle and less stress, more returns. We are local. So that's one. And uh, we know how to choose the best tenants. Our dedicated property manager, we have got Jaren, she's sitting over there. She is well experienced, more than three years of experience in the property management industry. She interviews and thoroughly checks each tenants to get the right tenant for your property. And we now have built a database of qualified tradespeople. So who can, if required, take care of small problems before they become a big issue. We focus on prevention. So me and uh, Jaren have this thing going where we make sure that before it becomes a problem, let's you know, so resolve it before it becomes a problem. And we are up with the market trends. We know the local suburb and have access to current market info to ensure we maximize your rental returns. And I guess just a safety net, having someone local means you're driving past the investment property. You're physically able to keep an eye on it where another company miles away won't be to notice if suddenly there's five extra cars out the front door or none all of a sudden to be keeping an eye on that property. What advice do you have for investors in regards to the sort of homes popular in the Mangari area to be used as a rental? Right. Uh, like we are investor ourselves, like I am an investor. So we personally know what it means to be an investor. Uh, investing in the property is one of the smartest way you can secure your financial freedom. My advice to seasoned investor is to go for a house with a decent section. So you have the option to subdivide in the future or at least put a minor dwelling and increase your 
return on investment. For first-time investor, my suggestion again would be buy something which is easy to manage, uh, something recently built, hassle-free, and in compliance with the healthy home standard. More important is to wait for that seven to ten years to see the magic happen. You have to be patient. <laughs> right. Now, if someone is wanting to start or move their career over to your branch, or perhaps someone listing is an investor with properties in your area that you could manage locally for them, how can they get in touch with you? Well, it's easy. They can call me directly on my mobile, 022-686-474, or they can email me, mbhat, my last name, mbhat at barfoot.co.nz. They can contact through our website, which is barfoot.co.nz slash mangri or through our social media handle facebook.com barfoot mangri or just walk into the office we have a great coffee machine here <laughs> brilliant go and get your coffee and chat about your investment uh, with Manesh and his team at barfoot and thompson mangri thanks for chatting with us today now i'm absolutely delighted to welcome our next guest to property matters the wonderful serena who is general manager of the Auckland Property Investors Association. And some of our listeners, you may remember our author, Nicole Lewis, talk about this. She referred to them as Apia a few weeks ago. So great to have you here, Serena. Thank you, Stephen. Really looking forward to our chat today. Looking forward to chatting and getting to know you a little bit better. So tell us, first of all, about your journey that um, led up to being in this role, even if your journey wasn't related to real estate. What did you do before being general manager of Arpia. Oh, thank you for that. I, look, it, it's not terribly exciting. It's not terribly property-esque. Um, I was in the middle of finishing up a very, very long stint of university career. And right. I just thought, I thought to myself, look, I'm going to get, get myself an easy part-time job to take myself over kind of have a relief valve and, you know, just get away from academia. So I kind of fell into, fell into this role, didn't know anything about property, was genuinely surprised that there would even be a non-profit group for property investors. I just figured, you know, if you're a property investor, you're just so onto it, why, why would you need a club to belong to? Um, but no, I fell into this role and it grew and grew over the years. And I just found myself even though I don't have a property background, um, I just found myself really drawn to the personalities within the community, really aspire to the values that we stand for and, and, and that our members stand for. So I just stayed all these years. Nice. So tell us, what is the Auckland Property Investors Association, or many people call it ARPIA for short? Who are you? Well, in a nutshell, we are a community of, I want to say, well-intentioned and like-minded property investors who have come together to support each other. And um, in that vein, a lot of our work is orientated around the education and upskilling of investors, giving them the information they need, helping them make um better decisions for themselves, their, their portfolio and their tenants. Um, and as the, but there's also another piece to it because as the community have grown over the years, we're also seeing ourselves evolving more and more into that advocacy and representation space to essentially give voice to our members in an environment where 
property home ownership, property investment is increasingly politicized. Right. So do you have set goals or missions that are set by your organization um, that you need to then enact? Yeah, definitely. Look, I'd simply put our North Star, I want to say, is to see the rental sector well-run, professional, and um, it's a thriving, thriving environment for every participant in the sector and we you know we get that our touch point is primarily with property investors uh, sorry property investors or your landlords and the property managers so in that sense our mission is really orientated around supporting their learning promoting industry professionalism and and also exerting i want to think of as a positive influence over the culture and rhetoric of renting in new zealand nice that's a good set of goals and missions to have. Yeah. So if I was a member, what sort of support would I expect from your team? I think first and foremost, warmth and friendship. Um, I think for a, that's really important for me personally as a general manager, um, because for a variety of reasons, I see property investing can be a very isolating experience experience um, so it's really important for us um, for our members to see Apia as a safe space that's free of judgment they can come ask their questions share their ideas learn as much as they would like um, to be a better investor so from there it is more about making sure that the environments we create um, whether it is in person or on digital platforms um, are replete with all the must-knows and the good-to-know information out there um, in a way that would broadly appeal to investors. That's a perfect segue into my next question was, you know, you do offer <laughs> lots of networking and training opportunities. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about sort of that side of Apia? Yeah, of course. Um, we're essentially an event organization that from time to time get onto steroids a little bit because we do pump out a lot of presentations and networking functions. Um, and, and listen, a lot of times when I tell people, oh, you know, we do workshops, we do networking, we do training, people straight away think to, okay, it's about putting an accountant in front of you to talk about the tax law or putting banks in front of you to talk about interest rates, right? And the yeah, those are must-knows, but they're a little bit boring. Um, but <laughs> we do do those. But the ones I'm really, really proud of and excited about are what I think is more out-of-the-box type presentations or topics where we add to our members' knowledge in a really unexpected way. Um, so, for example, we recently had the Auckland CBD police come talk to us about community safety and how to deal with the aftermath of a crime if it happens at your rental property or if it involves mm -hmm. you and somehow involves your tenant. Um, you know, we've got Matthew Ryan, who is a Wellington investor with a really big profile, and um, spoke to our member about our members about how to inspire and nurture the next generation of property um, investors. So setting examples, be becoming good leaders in the community. Um, a few weekends ago, a few of our members went along and toured um, renovation sites for rentals. So that's really, you know, fun and interactive. So again, it's following that formula for um, to give people the must-knows and the good-to-knows. And um, looking forward to the end of the year, we're still pumping out loads of content. We're going to be doing a presentation on the new planning laws in planning rules in Auckland and um, a market outlook for 2023, which I think a lot of our members are really excited about. 
brilliant. What is it about property and, and investing that you've grown to love in this job? Oh, I think I adore the fact that it is a people business. I think um, when I was growing up in an environment that had very little to do with property, um, we I, I just had this perception of the industry as a very sort of transactional space where human connections are not made. Um, what I've learned from Apia and what I've seen across the board um, because of my role at Apia, that this industry is actually really people orientated, it's really people focused. You know, we're we're partnered with Barford and Thompson, for example, and and we're just really it's it's really invigorating to see that there's a lot of support, camaraderie, and and people just wanting each other to do well and thrive. And that doesn't always mean owning properties or owning multiple properties, but also making sure that people are in the right home environment so that they can lead a thriving and productive life. Nice. Okay. So what, what do you think is, is some of the biggest challenges facing landlords these days? Sure. I think for me, the number one challenge facing landlords or at least landlords I interact with is maintaining that sense of conviction in their purpose and the values they stand for. So I think where we're at right now um, sets the scene for, I want to say, an escalation of tension between the wage class and the asset class. And the thing is, when we import these ideas about social groups and structures straight in from the likes of the USA or the UK, we often fail to notice that the separation between the two groups is not that clear-cut and distinct in New Zealand. So if I put it another way, right, no matter how much the left detests this phrase, much of our rental property market is owned by the so-called manpa investors. So your family investors who own one or two rental properties. We're not talking about big players who own 50, 60, 100, right? We're talking modest side, side portfolio that um, do not replace people's income immediately. Um, that so, so they're not, you know, these people we're talking about, they're not big salary earners, but they are good financial planners. And the way we choose to, I think the way we choose to interpret wealth in this day and age means that these small property investors end up having to carry the mantle of an almost Dickensian view of what it means to be rich and what it means to the rest of us and all the negative connotations that comes with it. And the result of that is we see our members feeling increasingly isolated. Um, we see them questioning their values. Um, and it's just, and also like struggling with a general sense of shame. I mean, you, you know, it's really disappointing to see that more and more investors are telling me privately that they don't want to make a big song and dance about being a property investor, that they don't even tell their extended right. family members that they're landlords. So I think that's, that's for them, just the, just the mental anguish is probably mm. the biggest challenge. And how does your organization fit into that then? How can you help them? of overcome that feel, feeling? Sure. Um, I think it's all about, for me, that's why, you know, it's so important that we offer friendship, support and warmth. You know, I think I think much of what we do, I as much as possible, I try to do it through the lens of how do we spread knowledge and joy um, to our members because we honour the work and the value that our members do by giving them that safe space that they can come together, 
talk and feel you know talk to one another and and don't feel like there is judgment associated with what they say and ultimately i think that just creates a great environment where people feel empowered to move forward in a really positive way good answer serena <laughs> so look, over the last year or two the word regulation has come in and out of the spotlight what's your organization's thoughts on this journey I think first and foremost, regulation has to be meaningful and effective. Okay, so all for well-designed, well-implemented regulation that is about taking everybody in the rental sector forward. Um, we are, however, I think we are, however, reluctant to support poor quality regulation when the net effect is to simply increase costs with no meaningful trade-offs for landlords and or tenants. I think that's just a waste of public spending. Mm, fair enough. Um, what have you noticed as some of the biggest changes in the landlord space over the last few years? Um, what I've noticed the biggest change is also what invigorates me the most is the new wave of investors coming into the space. I think, I think it's inevitable that investors, as they get younger, they have a more modern sensibility to investing, property ownership, what the, the sort of how you would inter interact with your tenant, what that relationship means. More and more people are becoming receptive to the idea that renting is not a zero sum game, um, that there is there are win-win solutions out there if landlords and tenants care to sort of think outside of the box. Um, no disrespect to to sort of the the older generation of investors, but I think as we as we sort of reorientate our understanding around um, you know, community and, and different different classes of people interacting with each other. Um, you know, definitely the the new the new wave of investors coming in, I feel like they they just have a, a keener understanding of you know how how to progress forward with their tenants. Right. Okay, Serena, I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. If you were prime minister for a day. Just today, what would you change in the property space? I'm glad it's just a day. However, <laughs> if you offer for me to be Madonna for just a day, I will pass you for, for maybe two extra days. But <laughs> I, I would change. Look, my, one of my bed bugs is I think the ability to draw down a bank loan is too low a threshold for anyone to own a rental property. So if I can be prime minister for a day, I think I would put more impediments in front of investors. Um, maybe it would be some form of um, competence, like assertion of competence for tenancy law or some kind of understanding that or assurance that this person, when, when this person um, owns a rental property, that he or she is um, follows the RTA and in, in, in spirit is also supportive of the general culture of renting that we want to be promoting. 
Good. Very different answer. I thought you'd be immediately writing a big fat check to Apia and giving them funding for the next 10 years. Come no, on. I, I would <laughs> Missed love that. That, that was it. That was your moment. Miss, miss now, that boat. <laughs> speaking of funding, tell us about your membership. How can people sign up to Apia? What does it cost to be a member? And, and do they actually need to own a property first to become a member? Absolutely not. Is the answer to your last question. So we do have members who join in preparation for purchasing their first rental property, which I think is super great. So don't ever feel like, you know, guys, don't ever feel like you have to be one type of investor or another to belong to our community. It's big enough. We have enough love to share with everybody. Um, you can join online by going to www.apia.org.nz. Um, we have a range of membership options starting from um, a $75 category that lets you sort of get a taste of what we offer um, and ranging all the way up to um, membership packages that are more suitable for corporations and businesses. So yeah, do do come onto our website and check it out. Brilliant. Now, finally, what is 2023 looking like for Apia? Have you got any exciting plans on the horizon? 2023 is looking like a lot of work, um, <laughs> which is always exciting, um, always exciting. The, um, the thing we're looking forward to, obviously, is the election and helping our members really kind of in engage civically to sort of understand what each political parties stand for, um, work out their priorities and, and sort of have a good think about how not to squander their vote at the voting booth. So that's a, a big part of what we will be um, focusing on, but also just wanting to make sure, you know, now that we're all out of that COVID funk and everyone's sort of ready to get back to life pre-COVID, um, we're really looking forward to hosting more in-person events and making more fun, social and engaging. And, and yeah, so just free up people to to feel more relaxed in our environment. Brilliant. And then enact all the changes the next government brings in probably. <laughs> we hope so. Definitely hope so. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm a big believer that investors are a resilient lot. And even with the most um, restrictive of regulations, there's always a way to go forward. And, you know, even just watching our members in the last year or so, or 18 months since the announcement of interest limitation and seeing people, how people troubleshoot their way out of difficulties and moving forward, just, just all of that's been really, really um, inspiring and really awesome to see. Brilliant. Well, we're out of time, but really appreciate chatting with you today. That's Serena, General Manager of the Auckland Property Investors Association. Check them out at rpia.org.nz. Thanks, Serena. Thank you, Stephen. Well, another great show this week and the Auckland Property Investors Association have a special prize giveaway. We have a full year membership valued at $430 to give away to one lucky listener. Plus, we have five runner-up prizes of a one month's membership valued at $75 each. Now, it's really easy to enter this draw. Just email propertymatters at barfoot.co.nz with your contact details and pop Apia as the subject line. Entries close 9th of December. 
Now, each week, the New Zealand Property Investors Federation sends out media links relating to rental properties and investment that caught their attention over the previous week. Now, a couple I spotted, economist Tony Alexander has released the results of his latest investor sentiment survey. It found that 74% of respondents plan to raise their rents in the next six months. Now, that's up 65% from August. Those who plan to increase rents most commonly plan to do so by 5%. Tony said the increase had lifted and broken a previous downward trend. He said based on history, it was unlikely that increases in interest rates would automatically mean higher rents. But he said there could be a reduction in available rental properties over time as declining returns for investors combined with the loss of their ability to deduct interest costs from their home loans take an impact. The other one that I spotted was underinsurance becoming an increasing problem with many homeowners unaware of how much insurance they need to rebuild in the event of a total loss. Property research firm, firm CoreLogic said many of the 1,014 policyholders surveyed in its latest report were seriously exposed to the risks of major property damage from such things as destructive climate change related weather events and earthquakes. Country manager Simon Moores said New Zealand's high home insurance rate of between 96 to 98% was good. However, nearly a third of homeowners were not confident their property was adequately insured. Both those stories caught my attention and I guess remind us of many times we've talked on property matters of ensuring that you use professionals for your advice. So property managers, when it comes to looking at your rent increases, they will do annual rent reviews to make sure you are in line with the market. And it's that careful balance between putting the rent up to maximise your investment, but also maintaining it at a level that a good tenant sticks around because they are worth their weight in gold. And we've talked before about insurance on here and the importance of an insurance broker to take a look and make sure you have the best policies. And then there's extra add-ons like real landlord insurance if you're a landlord that will cover extra things when the property is vacant or had a meth contamination. So a big thank you to the New Zealand Property Investors Federation for sending these through each week. Well, we've come to the end of another show, a reminder of our current competitions out there, the Arpia one we mentioned earlier, plus if you'd like a copy of Property Quadrants by Nicole Lewis, email us your contact details to propertymatters at barfoot.co.nz and we have a number of books to give away, so make sure you sign up. Next week, the fabulous Tapri Hewitt is on the show to chat all things financial when it comes to investment, mortgages and refinancing. She's always a fabulous guest and she's got lots to catch up on since she was last here. You can download our podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Otherwise, we'll catch you next Monday on Planet FM 104.6. A big thank you to Barfoot and Thompson for their continued sponsorship of Property Matters and to all our guests on today's show, Manish and Serena. Thank you very much. To Adam for editing and Matt for our publicity, much appreciated. Have a fabulous week, everyone.